have you been? It's almost over. But where's Sam? He's on the bench. You're kidding me. Dad, I wanted to talk to you about Sam. He has been playing a lot lately. And... Ooh, hold it right there. I agree with you. I got some great news. Great. I traded him to the Tigers. You traded your own grandson? I know he's the most competitive man in the world, but this beats them all. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. Because I could be a bench warmer, not my son. Because I'm going to coach the Tigers. Hey, the Tigers look pretty good. Those guys aren't the Tigers. The tigers are over there. Oh, I'm having a baby. Uh, excuse me. I just don't do that with the cup. Okay, team, see what you're made of. Just kick it. Kick it hard. Kick it. Okay, that was hard, but I'm not on the field. Keep it on the field. Okay. I think I need to get some help. Look who's here. I'll give you a hint. Hall of Fame, Chicago Bears. Sammy Sosa? No, no, no. It's Mike Ditka. I'm a coach that knows about winning. Come on, move it, move it. Pass, 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 pass. pass, pass. pass. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, are you mimicking me? No. I'm gonna push you like you've never been pushed before. But you know what? When it's, it's over, get emotional. you guys are gonna be champions. Champions. Yes. Winning feels good. I really like winning. Are you ready for this? You just served a plate of humiliation. How does that feel? Oh, my God! Get it off me! Ow, it's got my ear! Universal Pictures presents... Pick up that piece of trash, Tom. Tuck in your shirt and have a sense of pride. In fact, why don't you take a lap? Go run a lap! Faster! Will Ferrell. Dad, you gotta lighten up. I'm doing this all for you. So we can have fun, huh? Fun! Kicking and screaming. Are you serious? I'll go change. He's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. We're two guys talking sports movies. Kicking and Screaming from yeah. 2005 is our movie this week. Yeah, we could just review the trailer if you wanted. <laughs> Man, that was an interesting trailer to start off with. And we were kind of sitting here looking at each other and really... I don't know. The Underwhelmed. Trailer, the trailer kind of played like the movie a little bit to me. And you've seen this movie more than me. This was more or less your idea. You had uh, floated it out there a while back. and Yeah. And I recorded it. It was one of the many I've recorded on the DVR. And so I've had it for a while. And I said, hey, how about kicking and screaming? Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, I make a lot of mistakes in life. You shouldn't be. <laughs> to me, and of course, Will Ferrell is the star. And it's interesting listening and watching that trailer because it really the trailer really mirrors the movie to me because they essentially said okay we've got will ferrell will ferrell is the movie go yeah and they kind of bury the lead in my opinion <laughs> mike ditka yes like you're you've got ditka in this movie with will will ferrell and they don't even play it until like halfway with a pretty big role. Yeah. It's not like he makes a cameo. Yeah, I mean he is And he plays part of the plot. Yeah, he plays himself. Yeah. And well we'll go ahead and set up the plot. Sure. Will Farrell plays this guy, Will uh, Phil Weston. He's a good-hearted loser who suffered throughout his childhood due to his competitive and overbearing sports coach father played by Academy Award winner Robert Duvall. And this resulted in Farrell's character 
inheriting the same attitude, which affects his relationship with his less than athletic son. I, I, that's Duvall's attitude. Yeah, uh, he reflect. He gets actually. that. Yeah. So he becomes the coach of his son's soccer team. Will Ferrell does. Poor track record in terms of winning. Farrell's character, Phil, strives to beat a rival team coached by none other than his father, and he joins forces with his father's next-door neighbor, Mike Ditka, Ditka, who does not get along with the Robert Duvall character. Right. A lot of this, it's it's interesting that we did this back-to-back with the Bad News Bears because a lot of the, the plot is like the Bad News Bears of soccer, basically. Yeah, there's so many things, especially the first half of the movie, that are the same. That you can see parallels. I don't know if they were trying to rip off of that or whatever, but you could definitely tell that there's very there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, this was made in 2005, essentially 30 years after the Bad News Bears. But well, and like you said though, they really pushed Will Ferrell down mm-hmm. your throat in this movie. Mm-hmm. He did Zoolander in 01, Elf in Old School in 03, Anchorman in 04. Right. So this was like kind of in his peak, right? He is he is climbing. He has ascended, and at this point, after. Those movies, especially Old School Elf and Anchorman, he has ascended to where like he is one of the top ten money makers in Hollywood at that point. And so he does kicking and screaming in 05, along with Bewitched, Winter Passing, which I had never heard of, yeah. and the producers as well. And there have been a lot of different iterations of the producers. And then in 2006, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, along with Stranger Than Fiction, another one that I hadn't really heard of but so he has climbed and it's like after those other ones old school elf anchorman is like okay we've got will ferrell can't miss we want yeah and judd apatow is involved in this movie kicking and screaming as well but i just really felt like i don't know i i felt like this could have been done a lot of different way or in a in a different way that would have elevated it what do you think I agree. I'll get, in, I'll get into my own, you know, take on that sure. in a second. No, I agree 100. percent I don't know why I remember this movie being really good. I wouldn't. I have no desire to watch it again after this viewing. <laughs> the, and again, this was your idea. <laughs> well, well, I'll start with one thing. You always, you know, like I go. The thing I was looking forward to was Ditka. I just mm-hmm. remembered him being in the movie and being funny, which he was. Right. But that was the only highlight for the whole movie for me. Right. And so. Interesting that Will Ferrell has said that this is one of his favorite films for sentimental reasons, apparently. Throughout the span of the shoot, his wife becomes pregnant with and gave birth to their first son. Ferrell said he filmed specifically imagining watching the movie with his child one day. And this is, I guess, the kind of movie that, that you could watch with your kid. Um, yeah. What's What's interesting, though, is... If you could, like, if you go to Rotten Tomato, forty-one percent critic score, forty-three percent audience score, which makes this one of the lower-rated movies we have ever done on two guys talking sports movies. Yeah, I'm sure it's way far and away the worst. But and this has to be solely because it's got Will Ferrell in it. It did decent at the box office. It didn't lose money anyway. That's amazing. Yes, because it had a budget of forty-five million bucks. So Will Ferrell made a lot on this. Because Judd Apatow was connected to it, I'm sure he made a lot on it. Robert Duvall, I'm sure, made a lot on it. It grossed a little over $56 million worldwide. So it made a little over $11 million bucks. Again, not bad, not great, but, but it's it not negative. money. You're yeah. not taking a loss on it. Yeah, exactly. But it's still, it has to be because of the Will Ferrell connection. Robert Duvall was interesting as the dad. And I don't know what you thought. This is an odd role, I thought. He's a seven-time Academy Award nominee, 
won Best Actor in 1984 for Tender Mercies. He was nominated for The Great Santini in 1979. Have you ever seen The Great Santini by I any have chance? Not. I didn't even realize it was a movie. I read the book for like an English class book report in high school. So that's why I'm And you actually familiar. read the book? I did read the book, yes. Wow. Okay, I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I, I'm known to read a book every now and then. But <laughs> yeah. he's also, of course, done things like Apocalypse Now, The Godfather. To me, this seems like Duvall's answer to Robert De Niro doing Meet the Family five years earlier. Yeah, with, Meet the Parents. With the, well, I think I oh, thought it was Meet the Family. Meet the Family. Maybe it was Meet the, Meet the Parents. I don't but, know. But the Fockers yeah, series. Yeah, that was, was Meet ben the Parents. Stiller. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he's trying to branch out and show he can do comedy and right. slapstick almost Because at tough times. guy De Niro, yeah. he's, and he still kind of plays a tough guy in it, but it's obviously a comedy with Ben Stiller and, and that whole crew. It seemed, that's, what, that's what this seems like to me, is Duvall says, okay, I can do that too. See, I remember Robert Duvall from the movie Days of Thunder, which is a sports movie with Tom Cruise. See, and I don't... He plays the crew chief in that one. Okay. And it's a he does a really good job in that, but it's okay. serious. But this, I thought he played a great antagonist. Oh, yeah. Don't get I me wrong. I actually think he played it really well. Don't get me wrong. It was kind of jarring to see him in that role, but I thought he did a great job. And in The Great Santini, he is an overbearing Marine Corps pilot dad who's got a son in high school playing basketball a lot of expectations on him and he's and he's over the top he's kind of more if you wanted to compare it I'd say the Roy Turner the coach Turner from the bad news bears the Yankees coach on steroids just because a little again, amped he's, up yeah. yeah he's a marine you know a light marine lifer and and all that stuff the son in that is actually played by Michael O'Keefe who was Danny Noonan in Caddyshack Huh. The 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 guy who yeah. was trying to get to college with the scholarship and all that stuff. The main yeah. character kind of. And it was right. It was yeah. made in that same kind of time period. I think a year or so before Caddyshack came out. And then you've got Mike Ditka does a solid enough role, I think, playing himself, the next door neighbor, and another sort of antagonist to Duvall in this. Yeah, I enjoyed that whole dynamic. I did too, and I felt like they got away from it at points where, like, they needed they needed they needed more of that. I think. I don't know when you want to start talking about how we could make this movie better. We'll, we'll get That's there, because I, yeah. I want to kind of introduce yeah. the cast okay. a little bit right. first, yep. and, and we'll do some of that. Uh, Kate Walsh, who's been on Grey's Anatomy forever. Yeah. She is Will Ferrell's wife in this. I felt like her character is really underdeveloped. There was no whole lot to it. She's barely even in it. Yeah, is it, uh, along with Duvall's wife. wife, who is like, did she even say anything? <laughs> she more or less so. smiled yeah. most of the time, yeah. it seemed like. Uh, a cameo... By Alex Borstein. And do you know who she is? I do not. Do you ever do you watch Family Guy? Yes. She is the voice of Lois okay. in Family Guy. And she also just won an Emmy, I think it was last year, for her role in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, a Prime an Amazon Prime. And she show. plays one of the moms of the No. no? She the, she plays yeah, the moms, I know who you're... Yeah. She plays when Will Ferrell is parking. Again, this is a really small okay. role, but this was 2005, and we're talking 15 years later now that she's a little bit more prominent, even though she's been in Family Guy the whole time. But she is... Will Far Ferrell is trying to park in the parking lot, like out of oh, the Oh, right, field, and he can't... And she pulls in... In that Hummer. In a Hummer, yeah. And That's they, her? They kind of go back and forth, and then she shows up later in the coffee shop to kind of throw Ordering some coffee. at him. Yeah. So it's kind of like Forrest Whitaker being in Vision Quest. It was before her time, but <laughs> really, yeah. you know, as far as on but she's in there. and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's interesting that we're watching this now because she is more prominent. So that's kind of it. And it really, again, they really lean heavily 
on Will Ferrell. And I think maybe the first 15 or 20 minutes he delivers when you've got the stuff for the most part. But I felt like as the movie went on, there were a lot of lacking things. And this is what I would say, because we compared it right out of the gate to the Bad News Bears. In the Bad News Bears, you get character development from the kids. You get distinct personalities from the kids. You've got Tanner Boyle, the scrappy kid. You've got Lupus, the the very unathletic and shy kid. You've got the two Mexican kids who have the language barrier, like like Byun Sun, the, the the small Asian adopted kid in this, you know, but they don't develop. The only care the only kid they really try to develop is the long-haired kid with the lisp. Yeah. And I felt like there could have been a heck of a lot more comedy and just connection overall if they had spent more time trying to develop the kids, giving them roles. Like like you could have had the kid with the overbearing parent because no matter how good or how bad the team is, there's always going to be a parent who maybe is taking exception with what's going on with the coaches. Or, right. you know, your coach didn't teach you enough. Or why aren't you – whatever it happens to be. There, there could have been – a lot more of that kind of character development like you had with the Bad News Bears with the kids on this team that I think could have provided more comic opportunities. More meat on the bone. Yeah. I think when you try and draw those comparisons, a lot of those kids I think did kind of mimic the Bad News Bears because like Beyonce was the same as the unathletic kid from the Bad News Bears. You brought in... See, right, is, but they never went. They never went anywhere with it. They just they just showed him, and yeah, I mean, he, he had never a really couple had any funny lines. spots, but yeah. like that was it. He didn't score a goal or anything, or right. they didn't show him playing hardly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but then they brought in the Italian kids, but they didn't really develop that at all. Yeah. They just said that. Oh, yeah, the you're biggest good at development soccer. you had when they came out of the meat truck. <laughs> that which was <laughs> yeah. funny, but yeah, that's right because it was meat before soccer or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Or meat meat comes first. Meat comes first. <laughs> But they and then they taught the other player stuff, so that was neat. It was the opposite of like Kelly from Bad News Bears, who just yeah. did his own thing. And well, see, and like the big kid that showed up the first day, he's got the ACDC, and he was a little stockier than the rest of them. See, like that was the opportunity to have kind of a Kelly right. on the team, but they didn't take. They advantage went nowhere. Of it at all. Yeah, yeah. It was all about Will Ferrell. Yeah, exactly. And like you had Academy Award winner Walter Matthau in the Bad News Bears, but it wasn't just. Buttermaker, Mathau. It was also you had all the characters of these kids that helped make it, you know, a better connected comedy. And obviously he was a star, but if you had an hour and a half of just Mathau and Bad News Bears, it would be not a good watch. No. The other stuff is what makes it dynamic enough to enjoy. Right. And that's why I also think now do you have any, you know, sort of specific ideas on what you thought could have made it a little bit better? You said you had some ideas as well. Yeah, I think that Will Farrell just too much. I don't think he's ever played this kind of role in a movie, right? Yeah, and because it, it's interesting that, again, when he goes from Frank the Tank, old school, mm-hmm. and Anchorman, Ron Burgundy, to this, and even Elf, because he's, he's playing a character in that, when he goes to those two, essentially, this is just Will Ferrell. Like, for me, it was really hard to suspend disbelief. It was just Will Ferrell being a youth soccer coach. Right, but I just didn't enjoy And then, <laughs> it's so bad. Once he gets on the coffee, is that their throwback to Mathau being drunk all the See, time? See, and that's what, like, I didn't get, like, why yeah. that was supposed to be funny. Like, okay, so this guy in his mid-30s discovers coffee. Why? I don't get, like, why, why that became the running joke. When, again, 
Rather than spending time in the coffee shop, you could have spent more time with the kids, developing them and having them do other things, I thought. Yeah, the coffee stuff just bugged me. And then the way he completely transformed, and then at the end transformed back. I didn't need all that. And again, shades of the bad news bears with the transformation because they start off, they stink, they're climbing to the middle of the pack in the standings, they end up playing in the championship, so it's Will Ferrell and his team, and they're, he's going up against his dad's team. And what made it... As far as trying to explain this, his uncle is his son's age. So right. he's got like two. Because his, his, his dad was and, always one-upping him. Right. So when he got engaged, his dad got re-engaged the f- right. same day. To a they younger a, wife. Babies so, on the same day. Right. Yeah. So they both have babies on the same day. And like even those two characters, they didn't develop the son. They didn't develop the, the, the uncle, grand, you know, whatever. They didn't. <laughs> the nephew. Or, yeah, the uncle, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But they could have shown them, like, fighting in the backyard or stuff to give a dynamic so that at the end of the movie there's a one-on-one scene. Right. Like nope. the wise cracking. Yeah. You know, I'm your, I'm your, hey, I'm your uncle, even though I'm 25 years younger than you yeah. or whatever. And I, and I actually had, I remember in uh, in elementary school, we had, there was a, we were all the same age and it was the same dynamic. One guy was the uncle and the other was the nephew, like a similar deal they had somebody had a child very late yeah <laughs> but well, but know. the uncle and the nephew were both in the same class uh-huh. in elementary school so that was that was <laughs> unique but the other thing that i thought about was again like because coffee became a storyline and just because of it, it seemed to really lack in the middle of this like if will ferrell had another brother or something that could have Played provide off. more, yeah. Just play off with more something. Line. Yeah, whether whether it was a brother who, who was going to be empathetic to him, but could also be funny, you know, like a a Paul Rudd or a Steve Carell. Because again, this is 05, so neither one of them is huge yet. So it's not like they would be hard to get, or you know, you'd have to spend a lot of money to get, or one of the Wilsons or an SNL guy like Bill Hader, or Tim Meadows, something like that, where like either they're empathetic or and- Robert Duvall, the dad love them more and there's that kind of dynamic dynamic where it could have added kind of more to it where again it's not just Will Ferrell trying to carry it where the jokes really kind of lacked in the middle to the end of the movie I thought see and at this point I'm going to say I completely agree with everything you just said okay the only negative thing that comes to my mind is you're with saying all that, due respect yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that for the love of God, I don't need more of this movie. So if that didn't go well, and so now you, you have another have, twenty you more like minutes, to see him shorten it. Yeah, yeah, this would have been like a decent episode of a TV show or but something. But again, I felt like you could have got rid of Will Ferrell is yep. discovering the coffee shop. That's what I'm saying. It could have been with an hour any of this kind yeah. of stuff. Whether it's more more lines from the kids and more, you're finding out more about who these kids are on the t- inclu- again, including his son, his own son. You don't even get really very much about his son, other that's. Then it's his son. He really disappears from the movie well, they, for and they quite a while. Even reference that by saying, "Yep, he got benched." <laughs> yeah, like when I, yeah, okay. There's the Italians and the kids. So, so the reason Will Ferrell is coaching this other team, the Tigers, is because his dad trades his grandson to another team, and so Will Ferrell goes and takes over as coach of that team because the the you know the coach couldn't show up or the coach left or quit or something I can't even remember. They said he was in the hospital because the stress got to him. Yeah. But you did have the the stereotype of the time, I guess. Again, this is 05 so we're still being maybe introduced to it to some extent, the same sex partners, the two moms who are the adoptive uh, mothers of the Asian kid we were talking about. 
Right. And that was kind of a funny moment when he's like, I don't get it. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> right. And then there's a little interaction there. But right. But the, every scene in this movie just had Will Ferrell being shoved down my throat, I feel like. Yeah. Like, you never even see all, like much of Duvall on his own. Like, or like talking to his wife or anything. Anything. Well, like, or like even Ditka could have had a yeah. bigger role. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, could Ditka have even, could you have combined the dad and Ditka? That kind of thing. And again, then you add another, you know, a brother or something like that. I, I just. Could they have shown like. Cause they if showed, you're going to get Ditka for this movie, why did he disappear for like 45 minutes in the middle of it? They literally had him hiding in bushes in the championship game. Right. And they don't talk again until the very last scene. And it's not even that heartfelt or like. Right. It's like, no, I'm good. It was a good line from it, I thought, that I'll have later sure, on. Yeah. But still. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Could you have like Ditka trying to take over the team maybe or. You know, maybe their co-head. I don't know. They could have been some more of a dynamic, or with Duvall and Ditka hating each other. Maybe they show a couple pranks they were playing on each other. You yeah. know, back and forth as neighbors instead of just throwing leaves over their each other's fences. I agree. I mean, just give something. Yep, but this again, this made money, made over eleven million bucks. So maybe, well, maybe I can make us. eleven. Maybe this podcast will make eleven million dollars. Will Ferrell's kid is like fifteen years old now, so hopefully they've watched Kicking and Screaming together <laughs> at some point. <laughs> well, how long did it take to make this movie? If she got pregnant, gave birth, all within the filming of this. I mean, does it really take that long to make this crappy of a movie? <laughs> and again, Bobby's the one who wanted to watch this. Movie. Let me see. Where do, do I have that note in here? Was she favorite film for sentimental reasons throughout the span of the shoot? His wife became. Yeah, man. I mean, I listened to your words. That's why I'm asking this question. And gave birth. Now, this is a note we found on the internet. So the only note. How accurate that completely is. <laughs> I, yeah, there weren't. That's another thing. There weren't even very many notes to go along with this. Usually, there's a lot of little interesting nuggets about every movie, including the replacements, for that matter. But. I thought they'd even say something about how Ditka became involved in the project, or there'd be behind the scenes. Nope. Right there with Duvall. Duvall's a really big guy. Yeah, but there were no, there were no casting. Like what happened? Like how this got? Like they ended up with Duvall because De Niro had, didn't want to do another Fockers or whatever. You know that kind you, of thing. Do you want to? No, we, you don't want to skip to the uh, recasting, do you? Uh, let's do the lines okay. and scenes first. Let's and get we'll positive. Yeah. Okay. So you've got some ideas for recasting later on? I, the, one of the recasting things, to me, would have made the movie probably... It would, uh, you'll see. It'll make okay. sense. Okay. All right. But Deep tea. So let's go yep. to favorite lines. <laughs> first, first line of the movie. Okay. I was born a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I thought... Well, that for, was funny. Like, I was, there were some laugh out loud moments in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. I yeah. Um, Duvall... It hasn't been easy for me since your mom died. And then Farrell says, she didn't die. She just left you. <laughs> As he's sitting in there. <laughs> right. Because he wants to tell his dad he got engaged. Right. And his dad just got engaged, too. <laughs> uh, the He's coaching for the first game, and the ref says something. And ref's like, where do I know you from? He goes, I've been your neighbor for <laughs> seven years. I've got that one, too. No, that's not it. Your neighbor for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the woman in the parking lot. Again, this is the Borstein, the Lois you know, character from, from Family Guy. The woman in the parking lot. She pulls in with a Hummer, and she's talking about <laughs> Phil's car. And she's like, oh, this is cute. You're saving the environment for all of us. Go, hemp. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because now you say that, I can hear the Lois in the voice. Uh, the first game he's playing against his dad, he's like, all right, well, you know, Will Ferrell still hasn't had coffee yet. 
But he's like, may the best man win. Right. And Duvall goes, oh, he will. <laughs> and the final score ends up being 13 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, with Phil and the wife and son show up at Grandpa's house, Duvall, Duvall says, look who's here, two of my favorite people, and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and his reply to that was something like, oh, that's real funny, Dad. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like when he's describing his dad, and he says he makes them win through intimidation and rough tactics. Right. <laughs> Which foreshadows later because yeah. he talks about tactics, breaking clavicles. Uh, the I think one of the other teams is doing the 2468 cheer, and Ditka says, Shut up, you little rats. And then they said, Well, they're just showing appreciation. Forget the appreciation. I want to win a soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of goes back to Bad News Bears. Because yeah. at the end of every game, they go, 2468, who do we appreciate? The right. Bears, because they beat them. Right. Exactly. Um, I felt like there was definitely just, there's some pl- just the it, theme they ripped some off. Now, is that us because we just watched it? That's, I don't know. Maybe it's so fresh in our memory. But again, I, I felt like it was there. Well, then even the coffee. So it's like for us, it's a it's a very easy direct comparison. Even the coffee could be like the alcohol from Mathau. So right. you could see. That's very true because it, beca- it kind of takes him over a little bit after he <laughs> changes the, his style. Discovers coffee. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, they're training with Ditka. Little bit of a montage, and it shows Byung-sun carrying up the trash. Uh, right. And Dick, and he goes, "How does this help with soccer?" And Dick goes, "It doesn't at all, but at least my trash will be out." <laughs> That's right. Want to get my trash taken out? Yeah. I, I had that on, on one of mine as well. Uh, Duvall to Ditka, you're just doing this to get under my skin, Ditka. I'm glad you figured it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notice a lot of our lines have Ditka in them. Yes, they do. Uh, they're at the dinner. Yeah, that's that's a good point now that you mentioned it. So that's what I'm, but maybe less is more. We can I don't know give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. But they're at the dinner and uh, there's talking about there's no I in team, and then the other parent goes, "Well, there is an I in win, and we'd like to do that, right?" Because <laughs> they haven't won a game yet. Yep. Phil to Ditka, you're my assistant. You're supposed to back me up and get me a juice box. <laughs> Ditka, do you know who you're talking to? Phil, I'm talking <laughs> to the juice box guy. <laughs> See, that's what. The more Ditka was in it, that's where the, the the more clever exchanges came. Whether it was with Duvall or Phil, they needed more Ditka. Yeah, I didn't even write this line down, but it might have been. I think we might have already gone over it chronologically. But here, hold this, and his wife walks in, and he's holding the cigar, and his wife's like, "There's no smoking." I've got that on here as well. And uh, Ditka's like, "Yeah, there's no smoking in here. What are you doing?" I've got that on the scenes. I okay, think, all right. Actually. Well, sorry, but that's okay. Deep tease. Uh, <laughs> like when he goes, I took a punch from Hall of Famer Mike Ditkut. I didn't go down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then another Phil. If we win, we go on to greatness. If we lose, we probably face a series of cataclysmic events the rest of our lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the line, uh, what do you call almost winning? Losing. Which is, Simple. Yeah. Phil to, the dad says Phil to one of the kids. If it isn't fart face Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The sophomoric humor kind of caught me there, I guess. Yeah. The line where they, this is the last one I wrote, and it's more of a scene because it's a diatribe kind of, but if you break the collarbone, that's okay. That's what the medic's there for. Without you, they're just standing around. Right. <laughs> one of the same-sex moms says, ease up on him, Phil. Phil, you ease up on that corduroy jacket of yours. <laughs> <laughs> See, these lines are funny, but it, it just didn't carry the movie for me. No. Not at all. What else you got? Rachel Harris was the, the blonde same-sex mm-hmm. mom, and she's one that was in, we've talked about these before, I think. I can't remember if we specifically were talking about her, but 
I love the 70s. I love the 80s. The oh, she's one of those they interview? Yeah, and she was also in The Hangover. She played Ed Helms's, um, was it his wife? Love interest. The one that cheated yeah. on him yeah. with a bartender on a cruise yeah. line. <laughs> okay, so she's been around. Yeah. At the end, Ditka, after Phil invites him over, no thanks, i got to blow all these leads over, over in that yard before, before nightfall. Before nightfall. <laughs> and then they pan out, and there's a bunch of leaves, and yeah. he's about to blow over into his dad's yard. Yep. All right, any more lines before we go on to scenes? We're yep. moving quickly through this one today. <laughs> Wish I could move blame, quicker through the I movie. I blame you for this. <laughs> hey, I've, I've suggested other movies we haven't gotten to yet that are way better than this one. What have you suggested? <laughs> I'm waiting to hear. Well, movies that we can't do. So. We've actually kind of struggled with where we're going next because we're in that sort of in-between season right now because we do try to keep our movies for the most part sort of along the lines of what's going on in the world. We've got spring training. We've got NBA. <laughs> well, I was told that we couldn't do Mystery Alaska because it got poor ratings. And then we did this one that had a lot well, worse ratings. I said it and there was a poor, lot more meat on the bone for that one. I said it got poor ratings and it lost money if you remember sure so kicking and screaming got poor ratings but made but money, it made money. <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's fair so there's yeah. more meat maybe of we the... just need to go to mighty ducks next and continue with the I've, bad news bears theme. i've suggested mighty ducks that didn't go over well with you <laughs> right i've been told that you know that it's uh, i'm i'm shameful because i have never seen mighty ducks i guess but i just i don't know it's a kid's we've move done, we've done hockey at this point right <laughs> You just don't like hockey. Who does? I like hockey. No, you don't. Yes, sure I do. You are an American. You do not like <laughs> hockey. Then, Trust me. Well, we started. Believe me when I tell you. Well, we started this damn podcast. There was two movies you wanted to do. One of them was Feel the Dreams. The other one was Miracle, which is about <laughs> hockey. That's right. So, <laughs> everybody loves Miracle, though. Or everybody yeah. should love Miracle because it's an American Patriotic, hockey movie. Damn it. That's right. Well, Mystery Alaska is in America. It's a hockey movie. Mighty Ducks is an American hockey movie. I think it's arguable at this point if Mystery Alaska is in America. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, that's great. Yeah. Just so anyone listening knows, I know freaking Alaska is in America, okay? Yeah. He said he read books. We don't know his geography skills. But it's just, it's representative of hockey. Who cares? Oof. All right. Wow. Favorite scenes? Huh, the scene when you leave the room. <laughs> I'll start with mine. When he's trying... Yeah, I don't have a whole bunch. When he's trying the track and field events in college, he runs into and around the hurdles, just some physical humor. I did not really understand why you are sort of doing intramural track because you're at college. Like, I don't think... Like you go to college and you try out for the track team or something. That's kind of what it was I think that's what it right? was. The dynamic of that was supposed to obviously be that his dad was very successful and a great athlete growing up. Yeah. And so he's showing how they're different so that you can move into how the dad's overbearing and he's not. So that's that's what you're supposed to take from that. Okay. But he ran into a hurdle and it made you laugh. It made you giggle. <laughs> so if you giggled, uh, the first scene I wrote down is when he said, uh, the first Buck Weston, he's got balls commercial. You want to talk about sophomoric humor. But I, I know I've got that in here. Someplace, but where is it? Because I've got the one at the end where which, right where Phil goes to work for his dad, and they're merging the sporting goods store with the vitamin store. the uh, The ref's hair comes off. That was kind of a thing. We got earlier. a thing for that too. Yeah, don't worry, we've got something for that too. I'm Buck and I'm Phil, and we've got balls yeah. and vitamins, but mostly, <laughs> mostly balls. balls. <laughs> yeah. 
say that was something. We needed more commercials. Yeah, I think. I honestly thought that. What was it? Um, uh, Kingpin. They had a commercial that was funny with Bill Murray. Yeah, with the kid. Yeah. When I wake up, he's already there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hi- that might have been the highlight of that movie. I think you're right. Uh, Will and Duvall are playing darts. Will, Sam's not playing much. Dad, I've got great news. I've traded him to the Tigers. <laughs> and then the dart breaks the fish tank. <laughs> yeah, right. After he already broke the light. Yeah. I don't believe you. You want to see the receipts? <laughs> uh, I, I like the part where he's coaching and uh, they're like, this is beyond, son. Maybe this book will help you understand how shy it is. It really helped us. And then right. the book's called My Kid is Shy. My Kid is Shy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that whole dynamic, because then... Uh, He's like, no, you're different. That's good. And then, or it makes you better than the rest. Yeah. And then the other dad's like, what do you mean it makes him better? Well, I mean, we're, we're just all the same. <laughs> that whole interaction made me laugh. That was good. Uh, when Ditka and Phil are together, Ditka says, so, Paul, what's on your mind? Phil. Actually, it's Phil. <laughs> yeah. Ditka lights a cigar, and then this is what you were talking about. Uh, he blames it on Phil when the wife comes in. And he's kind of yelling at him a little bit, but then Ditka's all into coach when he finds out that they get to go up against Duvall's character. Yeah, which again they could have done more with that because did they even really yell at each other during the game much? No, because Ditka wasn't even at the championship game. Yeah, oh, it's so bad. I, I like seeing Ditka show up with the soccer balls at the very beginning when he starts coaching with the with uh, Phil. Right, he's walking up with the coach. I just thought that was a funny. There was no line there, so I can put it in lines, but. Just seeing Ditka as the assistant. I agree. Or any Ditka in this the, movie. The training montage that you were talking about where the kid's hauling the trash bags, that was a good one. They're, they've heard they're hitting the blocking sled. You've got the kid with the candy bar, only he's not as big as Engelbert in the Bad News Bears. And again, like there are some, tie-ins. some definite tie-ins there. Yeah, but he's pulling a candy bar out of his sock after Phil takes it from him. But it's the closest thing they kind of come to any character development, I thought. Was right. was during that and the worm eating? Oh, that's right. Then you've got the worm eating kid, um, which they all kind of tied into something towards the end, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, I like when Will Ferrell. I hate to admit this part, but I didn't remember where the coffee all was going. But when he's like, "I'd like to order," I'm new to this coffee thing. I'd like to order something that's maybe like a half a coffee, and then half not coffee. Right. And then they just turn around, and go half calf, and like <laughs> I thought that was funny, and then. The only other part with the coffee that I thought was funny was when he was taste testing with Ditka. Ditka's like, test French roast. He's oh, like, yeah. little Colombian, little Ethiopian. He's like, right. And then the third one he just spits out. I was like, that's my Russian vodka. <laughs> it was good. And then just a, there's an, there, there are a few training montages, actually, a few yeah. montages, period. But the, the time they show up and they're wearing matching sweaters on the sideline. Yes. That was funny. And he goes, I'll go take mine off. But again, Ditka's involved. 90% of the comedy, Ditka's involved. Yeah. And then Dick, but Dick is only in probably less than half the movie. Oh, way less than half. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about the tetherball scene? Now, apparently, and again, I never saw the great Santini. I wish that I had or at least seen it because one thing that I was able to find out was there were a lot of references back to the great Santini in that tetherball scene where it's father son going back and forth, which again, the great Santini is this overbearing dad, you know, just continually beating all over down his high school son and that kind of thing. I'm surprised Vision Quest didn't do more of that. <laughs> like that father seems, son stuff. He was beating himself down, but the the dad wasn't overbearing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. No, I, the dad in that was just very hands off. There wasn't much of that. That's right. Yeah. The overbearing dad was the guy who was uh, Cooch's dad. Uh, yeah. It was beating him up in the one <laughs> yeah. scene. 
Yeah, it was the eighties. Yeah. I, I enjoyed parts of the tetherball scene. I didn't know there was tie ins to that, but Yeah. When he took off his shirt and he has those red welts all over him, yeah. kind of funny. And I was a little against the movie at this point already because it's kind of far in. But uh-huh. when he's they come outside, like, what's going on? He's like, it's father son time. <laughs> I mean, I love Will Ferrell, and he, you know, again, this was when you look at the sports movies that he's done. He's done this: Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, and Semi Pro. And Semi Pro in two thousand eight, as we talked about mm-hmm. when we did the podcast, he said. That would be his last sports movie. Maybe it's because Kicking and Screaming got things started so well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one, wasn't it? It was. Didn't didn't we not like Talladega Nights? We like a, liked like maybe a six the or first seven. thirty or forty minutes of it. Like a and six or seven out of ten. We were six. disappointed. We were disappointed. Both of us on the rewatch, just on kind of where it, you know, is flat. Second half of the movie. Second half of the movie fell really flat. I thought. Didn't, but didn't the, the the comedy didn't hold up? All right, this I'm going to ask you this question: okay. Have you seen Blades of Glory? Yes, but I think I've seen it once. Okay, so, so I'm going to throw that one out. Specifics out of Semi Pro, Talladega Nights, and this rank them. Whew, man, I would go Semi Pro. I, I would go in that order: Semi Pro, Talladega Nights, and this. But even Semi Pro, I think it was a little bit more complete. There weren't the long stretches where you where it was really lacking, but you had other characters in the movie that gave you humor besides just Will Ferrell. I think that's why. I think you had more characters. You had a second lead with with Woody Harrelson. Right. Which yeah, was, and I mean, Duvall was supposed to be the second lead, but there really wasn't a ton of, of humor with Duvall. No, and any, again, anything he did was tied to Ferrell. Yeah. And I think... Because they could have had more, and you probably said this, there could have been more Duvall Ditka yeah, back and forth. So Thanks for listening. Yeah. I think Semi Pro was good too because they had you a. Said it. I credited you with that. You said probably. <laughs> you weren't going to commit to it. Semi Pro had a better storyline too, I think, yeah. and it tied off of real, you know, stuff that happened. But yeah. I agree with your order. Okay, so you wanted to hit some casting. Unless do you have anything else that bugs you or anything like that? We hit a bunch of it early on. Um, perfect transition actually. Okay. One thing that really bugs me is Will Ferrell's character in this. I think. The recasting to make this really on brand for this guy would be Ben Stiller. So Ben Stiller is Will Ferrell's yeah. character. Just the and oh, you're not shucks. a huge Stiller fan, right? No, uh, not at all. Okay, but couldn't you see him being like, "Oh, everything always bad happens to me. Oh, my dad's overbearing. Oh, yeah. I have to coach this crappy team. Oh, we suck. Oh, and then like you can have more humor in it because that's more his brand." See, but again, I think if you have a second comedic guy in this, and maybe that pushes your budget too far, I don't know. But but at the same time, well, that's, I think it would have done better if there was a second comedic guy, or you or you simply involved Ditka more. Then I think it's better. Well, that's what made Dodgeball right. You had Stiller yeah. versus Vaughn. You had two different, completely different, but equal in the movie, right? And they played off each other, and they had other stuff. Well, because like. Rudd and Carell had both done Anchorman just right. a year earlier, and at that time, they, they were, were just two guys. No one really knew who either one of those guys was because The Office is just getting going at that point. And I'm talking about just guys yeah, in right. that mold. Right. Guys in that mold who could have been a counterbalance. Because he has a whole crew. Throw. Yeah, exactly. And he already had that crew because of you know Zoolander, um, old school, had already been made, so he already had his people. Yeah. Either that or again you've gotta you've gotta bring 
you've got to bring something out of at least two kids, kids on the team that's that's going to give you more rather than the get the long-haired kid he was the only one who really got anything and they didn't do anything with him he did like a flying v thing with goofball. the ball on his back yeah and then they did uh i thought the last scene where he does a little deke on the ball and scores the goal was nice yeah and that's a throwback to the italians teaching that kid true all right what role could kevin costner have played and you can make up a character if you want. Well, yeah, then case. let's do that. Let's make him up a character. Well, Is he, he Will Ferrell's older brother? Yeah, I think he's a perfect in-the-middle guy. Yeah. Just a stoic guy. He's already working at the sporting goods. I was going to say, he already dad. owns two of them. Or, okay, yeah, so he's got two of his own franchises. It's like, it's like Phil, you know, come on, when are you going to get your thing together? And they've got, they've got some back and forth that they've got going there. Here, here's a recast. How about... Adam Scott, you know who he is? Adam Scott. Is that his name? He plays in Parks and Rec. He plays in um was it Big Little Lies on HBO, is the husband of Weesh Witherspoon. He Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't is that he, his name? Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking he about. He could play the Will Ferrell character. Because he's always kind of like the dorky guy that's just getting pushed around. Yeah, I think if you were gonna remake it now, you probably would. Back then he couldn't have done it. One because he was too young. Sure. Two because he couldn't carry a movie. Right. Because it was 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. But he's just the yeah, unassuming guy. Yeah, if you were going to recast it and do it over, I could see that. It but wouldn't, then again, it wouldn't make $11 still, million dollars still, with yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. You need another guy. Sure. With but then I mean, that's where you could put Farrell in as the other guy almost. Mm-hmm. And then The Rock could play, uh, I think he'd be a good Duvall. He's the dad? Yeah. He's the grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> then it's stepbrothers, right? <laughs> Maybe that's a better dynamic. Maybe, Maybe the so. dad is the normal, like, in-between person, and the brothers are going after each other. And the dad is sort of trying to keep the peace. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> and then what's Ditka's role? Who's yeah. Ditka butting heads with, if that's the case? Is it too much of a stretch to make Ditka the dad? Maybe he just hates both of his See, kids? that's what I said back at the very beginning. You combine the Duvall right. and Ditka, and Ditka is just the dad, and then you've got two brothers maybe, where the, who are both, again, along the comedic lines that we've talked about, like it's Farrell and Stiller or Farrell and Carell or Farrell and Rudd or whoever it happens to be. One of those kind of guys. Yeah, I'd rather have that. And or David Ketchner, the other guy who was Champ Kind. I was going to say Champ Kind. Yeah, and he was in the office too with Carell because they're all buddies, so why mm-hmm. couldn't you brought one of them? Yeah. I mean, or, you know, even Adam Sandler had his own crew of people. He could have had. Right, right. Or again, you could go back to the SNL guys because mm-hmm. Farrell is really, when you think Farrell, Sandler, Spade, Spade, yeah, I mean, and and just going back, Chevy Chase, I mean, those are probably four of the most successful former SNL guys of all time. Tina Fey has obviously done her thing. Kristen Wiig is doing other Amy stuff. Amy Poehler, yeah, Amy Poehler, yeah, exactly. But I think the S. All the guys that he would have done SNL with back then, they all could have had that kind of role, like hater, sort you know, sort of a dry comic kind of thing. Or, it almost turns into like Grown Ups or whatever. That that movie yeah. was funny, but like that, there's or so even, much. Kevin James was even Jimmy Fallon because Fallon wasn't huge uh, back then. I'm just saying. As yeah, as, you're right. Although yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did Fever Pitch. That's great. Yeah, we're gonna do that movie ever. Fever pitch. I think we should. Did, did you like it? 
I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? You ever watched that one? This is we're way off path here, but what else? Yeah, why what, not? What's that one about? It's about the Cape Cod League with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, no thanks. Damn. Summer catch. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. It's probably better than Fever Pitch. Don't tell me you liked it. What? How could you say that if you've never even seen Fever Pitch? Because Fever Pitch just seems a little over-romanticized. All right, Fever Pitch. Next week. No. <laughs> Fallon and Drew Barrymore. We're going to have a double feature next week. It'll be Fever Pitch and Mystery Alaska. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, does this hold up over time? Well, it's funny. Some of the things I noticed is that like in the first game that he's holding a camcorder, which is you know, a time sign of the times. Yeah. They don't have you now it would just be a cell phone. Did that back at my son's football games all the time back in that same time period. And how often do you go back and watch those? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how <laughs> many I don't even think the the camcorders work anymore. So. Remember you had to have that like cassette tape that the little tape went right, in. You popped it in yeah. so you could watch and it. Do you still have a VCR? Well, you might have a VCR. Don't have a VCR. I was gonna say there, you don't. Um another scene later in the movie they were using a payphone. Oh, I didn't even see that. And it's jarring to me to see a payphone. I saw one this weekend, and I was like, oh, I remember those. I wonder if that one still works. How yeah. much does it cost to make a call now? Yeah. So right. does it hold up, I guess, whatever, because yeah. the story, it's still I mean, it recent enough. it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think, if anything, kind of the sign of, of PC comedy, almost, because there really wasn't any, any real And even edgy. the stuff they brushed on was yeah. vague. Because that's a, that's a thing, too. Even though it's focused around these kids, you could have done some edgier stuff that adults would have got, mm-hmm. but... But still kept it sort of kid friendly, but they didn't really push it that far. It's rated PG. Like, like even the cigars that they were smoking, Ditka. If you look, there was hardly any. There was no smoke. It was just I don't know. It feels like they're. That's true. It was an hour and thirty five minutes. It seemed longer to me. Oh, so it's funny you say that because I hit pause at one point because I always like to see how much is left. Yeah. And it was still a lot of time, like forty eight minutes. I'm like, okay. I did the double. Watch. Half and half view. Yeah, watch for maybe half 45 calf. minutes. Yeah, got my coffee. <laughs> I <laughs> discovered coffee in the interim. <laughs> I also was worried because you'd be going through lines or scenes, and I just gloss over them because I stared at the screen like I was brain dead for half of it. No kidding. And we kind of hit whether it should be re- remade. I think it could be remade in a number of different ways and have been better. Again, but, there was nothing wrong with Will Ferrell, but I, I just felt like there needed to be another comic in there. To really elevate this. Well, I'm surprised it made that much movie because I looked up all the movies. Money, you mean? What, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I'm getting old. The 05 had a lot of big movies. It had Brokeback Mountain, Sin City, Star Wars Episodes 3, Walk the Line, Harry Potter had a movie come out, Charlie Chocolate Factory, Longest Yard, the Adam Sandler one came out, Into the Blue, Jarhead. All these movies were pretty big so that this one made 11 million is kind of surprising to me. Again, they attached their wagon to Will Ferrell, and they rolled him out at the theaters, and it at least made something. Yeah, which is shocking. And it is a kids' movie, right? So, yeah, again, it's PG, so it's not even PG thirteen. I think it's geared more toward kids, and maybe that's why. Because I mean, as we talked about with Bad News Bears, as we've talked about, they could have done similar things. I mean, Bad News Bears. Crossed a lot of lines, like by today's standards, it crossed a lot of lines, but we had the trailer at the start of the Bad News Bears last week, and you had the J's, S's, N's, and now a girl from Tanner Boyle. That was in the trailer that was playing in 1976 or whatever. 1976. They were saying those words that you could not get away with saying anywhere now. It's funny because what is the most recent movie we've done on this podcast? The most recent? 
probably semi-pro in semi-pro, a way. Semi-pro, kind of in that range. Yeah. So like, it's weird for us to go back because a lot of these movies, you talk about if it holds up, it's just funny because one, I think sports movies by and large hold up better because they're it's a sports story. Right. And they're They'll still sports. sports. And two, it's a lot of these movies, like it's 1976, it, it's not a throwback movie. It's from the period. Here's a question for you. I'll just go ahead and throw this out right here kind of at the end. There is a Kurt Warner movie in the works. Have you heard about this? I heard something they were making the a story Rams, about him. Yeah. Cardinals quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback. Grocery store. Yeah, it's suppo- Yeah, from grocery store clerk to NFL quarterback. It's supposed to be coming out in December. And then you've got this Ben Affleck movie. What is it? The Way Back? Is that what Oh yeah, called? that looks really good. You think so? Well, it's like a modern-day Hoosiers, right? To me, just what I've seen in the trailer, mm-hmm. it seems a little campy. Over the top, very cliché kind of lines that are being delivered. Now it's based on a true story, and it's also as far as Ben Affleck, there's shades of his real life as well because he's battled the demons of alcohol and drugs and stuff that this guy is also apparently going to be battling in this movie. He plays a high school basketball coach. Right, and he takes over a struggling underdog team. Yeah, like Maybe a- that's worth trying to do a While It's in Theaters podcast here in the near future. Yeah. We, tried, we, we talked about that with Ford versus Ferrari. I'm glad we didn't because that ended up being like a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and it's – it's harder for us, especially when we get to lines and scenes and stuff like that. It's not like we can sit there in a theater and take notes. So <laughs> Not to their liking. Yeah. Bring our laptops and open them up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would hate us at all. Yeah, that'd be fun. Put your phone away, sir. Do something modern. Yeah. Maybe we can get invited to the premiere of one of these. Good luck with that. So Ben <laughs> Affleck, his, what's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? Probably Goodwill Hunting. Never saw it. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. You know, even my son has seen Goodwill Hunting, well, Bobby. You know what the what best, about the town? Do you that's, like the town? I'm gonna say the town. Is that a sports movie? Well, there's Red Sox involved. We don't ever get to actually see the field, do we? Just maybe like the uh, the back, the high above. No, well, we see shot. the insides of it. Well, we see the bowels of the yeah. stadium, and then see getting blown up. Basically, the so, town's a real good movie. Uh, I actually like the accountant. The Accountant's a pretty good it's movie good as well, where he ta- plays a guy, I believe, with it's either autism or Asperger's. But he's yeah, and he's laundering savant. money. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, uh, Gone Girl is also pretty good. You know what? I, where I like Ben Affleck the most, the opposite of what it appears this new basketball movie is going to be. I like him in those kind of roles where he is a little bit more subdued, where he's not pushing. You know, sort of over the top with the emotions and stuff like that. He's a little more even keeled, just a dude on the block kind of guy, because that seems like what Ben Affleck really is. Where he's also he's directed some of these. Uh, he did uh, Argo. Is it Argo? Argo is a great movie. Argo, f yourself. Yeah, yeah that's a- another one. Won the Academy Award. But that was a wonderful movie. Did. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good movie. But again, he, he was more a subdued, just kind of down the middle kind of guy, rather than trying to push that range. Up high. That's what I like Affleck at his best. Okay. I mean, in the, he's that kind of guy in the town. In Goodwill Hunting, well, well, and the town. But you need to see Goodwill Hunting before we can ever have another conversation. You know, I've, I've, I've let you slide with all the Tarantino stuff, but I, I don't know if you're allowed. No, I've seen Tarantino. I don't know if we're allowed to converse anymore. If you haven't even seen Goodwill Hunting, don't threaten me with a good time. There's a sports. <laughs> there's 
Sports connection in that one as well. More Red Sox in that. In which one? Goodwill Hunting. How do you like apples? <laughs> I got a number. How you like them apples? Yeah. Two I guys know the talking line. sports movie. <laughs> we will end with that on a positive note. We will talk to you next time.